on paper, Apoquel looks great because you think it only affects the itch cycle and the animal stops itching and everybody's happy. Unfortunately, those enzymes that it hits are not only used for itch cycle. There's other cell processes that are also potentially affected. So that's where we start worrying, well, now what are we doing to the immune system? Is it having problems? Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. Here's your host, James Jacobson. Hello, friend, and thank you for joining us today. Today's show is inspired by a listener line question about Apoquel. Apoquel has been out for about 10 years now, and it is really great at keeping allergic dogs from itching. But some folks think that it may actually cause cancer. Could that be true? Joining us once again for a question and answer episode is Dr. Nancy Reese. Dr. Nancy is a practicing veterinarian with over 30 years of experience, and she's got a PhD in epidemiology. Dr. Nancy, thanks so much for being with us today. Well, it's a nice day to be here. We are going to take a call from Kelly, who has a question about Apoquel and its side effects. Let's listen, and uh, we'll get your answers on the other side. Hi, this is Kelly from Houston, Texas. I have a question about allergy medications and cancer. So I have three dogs. Uh, One of them has lymphoma currently. It's being treated in the CHOP chemo protocol, and she's doing really well. Um, But one of my other dogs is experiencing some severe skin allergies. We're having trouble diagnosing what's causing them, whether it's food or environmental, but my vet has given her a medication called Apoquil, which is the only thing that seems to work for her. She immediately has stopped itching, feels much better, etc. However, I've been reading a lot about the drug and there seems to be some concern that it could cause cancer. And being that I have a dog with cancer now, I really want to avoid any of my other beloved animals to get it as well. So I was curious what your opinion was on this drug or any allergy medication drug, or what do you recommend for maybe helping dogs with skin allergies? Thank you very much. Dr. Nancy, what do you think about Apoquel and allergy medicines in general and their risk to cancer? So Apoquel has been somewhat of a a revolutionary, I hate to use that word, so somewhat of a surprising drug to come out because its popularity went skyrocketing. When it first came out, it was so hard to get a hold of because allergies are an extremely frustrating condition to live with. Owners are miserable. Dogs are miserable. The veterinarians are miserable because this animal keeps coming in for the same thing. So we all look for that magic thing that makes the allergies go away. So when Apoquel came out, and it really seems to work very well for stopping the itch. So it's definitely been a blessing, for lack of a better word, for these really itchy animals in terms of not having to put them on something like prednisone or steroids, which have significant side effects over the long term. Apical works fairly specifically by targeting a particular set of enzymes that are involved in the itch cycle. So it's not as widespread of a medication as something like prednisone that really hits a lot of different targets. So on paper, Apoquel looks great because you think 
it only affects the itch cycle and the animal stops itching and everybody's happy. Unfortunately, those enzymes that it hits are not only used for itch cycle. There's other cell processes that are also potentially affected. So that's where we start worrying, well, now what are we doing to the immune system? Is it having problems? In the very initial studies, they were at very high doses. So there may be some more side effects when they're used at particularly high doses. But in young dogs, they developed Demodex, which is a type of mange. So those dogs got Demodex more frequently. And again, they recommended it not be used in dogs under 12 months of age because those dogs are more susceptible to that particular mite anyhow. Then there's also the concern that more so with dogs that already have established cancer, that because this drug is affecting something that's affecting the immune system, we really don't want to use anything that might damp down the immune system if we're trying to fight cancer at the same time. So there hasn't yet been really good studies that show apoquil causing cancer, but certainly in dogs with cancer, I would be much more hesitant to use it. And I think as we mentioned in another question, having an animal itch all the time and itch and scratch, it's not too healthy either because their system is going to be prone to getting secondary skin infections, which might result in needing antibiotics and other drugs. So there's always that balance of stopping the itch, but not causing problems with the immune system. Certainly, we think that cancer seems to be on the rise. I mean, more and more animals are coming down with cancer, and we seem to see cancer at an alarming rate. But this was happening well before Apoquel hit the market. So when people suddenly think that Apoquel is a big cause, we know that it's been going on a long time. And any animal that suddenly develops cancer, we do try to say, well, what could have been the cause? Having an association of being on Apoquel versus something else causing it is really hard to prove. So again, if an animal doesn't need it, I wouldn't give it. Or they may not need to be on it year round, or they might just have a seasonal allergy where you could give it for two months and then keep them off the rest of the year. Some animals are so darn itchy that, again, weighing that risk of quality of life not itching versus possible later side effects has to be carefully considered. A couple of alternatives. There is a cytopoint injection, which is a monoclonal antibody injection Again, it's early in the process, so it may end up having its own set of potential side effects. So Cytopoint is relatively new, right? What do you think about it? That is an injection. So that it makes it easier for people that don't want to shove a pill down or have to do something regularly. So I think that's one of its main benefits is that convenience-wise, you go in once every four to eight weeks, depending on how long it lasts for your animals, for the injection Again, it targets one very specific chemical that's involved in itching. So for some animals, that's an alternative to Apoquil, and maybe it's a little less prone to affect the rest of the immune system, but that's a newer product. So I think the jury is still going to be out about the long-term effects of that. But for some animals, it will last four to eight weeks. But again, anytime we inject something into the body, we start to have to wonder you know, what potential things we're having to cause later so far. The reports seem good, but I always you know, say that with new products. We don't know what will happen later. Other things in general to help allergies, I think having a cleaner diet, something like home-cooked diet, like even the, the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, any diet that isn't as highly processed 
might reduce allergy symptoms a little bit. Dry dog foods have potentially a grain mite that cross-reacts with house dust mites, which a lot of dogs are allergic to. So switching a dog's diet can actually reduce their exposure to some allergens and things. Bathing out allergic animals frequently can help to reduce the pollens and things that they're allergic to from their coat that they're either being exposed to in their skin or breathing in when they're grooming and licking themselves. Cool water for bathing provides a little bit of more anti-itch properties than warm water. It's hard to do in the winter, but it does help to decrease the itch by doing cool water. And then there's a lot of dogs that lick their feet from their allergies a lot, and they'll get yeast infections in their feet, and then that gets itchy. So for some of those dogs, I'll do things like little vinegar soaks for their feet, because it doesn't matter if they lick it off, and vinegar is a very good anti-yeast type of agent. So there are a lot of things you can do that take a lot of work, but that you can do to try to decrease the exposure to pollens in general or oak trees or whatever it is they're allergic to. And a good clean diet, I think, does help reduce that. I like the tips just about things as simple as vinegar. Dr. Nancy, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you. Well, that is it for today's show, friend. And speaking of friends... If you're looking for a like-minded community of dog lovers figuring out how to help their dogs with cancer, I think you should join Dog Cancer Support, which is our private Facebook group. A link is in the show notes for this episode, and of course, training is free because it is a Facebook group. I'd like to thank Dr. Nancy for being here, and thanks to Kelly from Houston for your listener line question. Now, if you have a question that you would like one of our veterinarians to answer, we'd love to hear it. I'll tell you how to do that right after this short break. And now, a message from your dog. Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want Everpup. The green, grassy, beef liver spiked smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy, especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it. Everpup traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. Does it roll back time? Of course not. Not really. But it helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day. Because every day I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so grateful to be your dog. And for the Everpup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. If your dog has cancer, 
you need to get a copy of the best-selling animal health book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. Because no matter what you've heard, there are always steps that you can take to help your dog fight and maybe even beat cancer. At nearly 500 pages, this comprehensive guide is your complete reference for practical, evidence-based strategies that can optimize the life quality and longevity of your dog. It's written by two of the most respected names in dog cancer, full-spectrum veterinarian Damian Dressler and veterinary oncologist Susan Ettinger. With the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, you'll learn everything that you need to know about conventional treatments, surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, including how to reduce their side effects. You'll also discover the most effective non-conventional options, including nutraceuticals and supplements and diet, as well as mind-body medicine. What I love most about this book, which I've used with my own dog, Kanga, when she was diagnosed with cancer, is how to analyze the options and develop a specific plan for your own dog based on your dog's type of cancer and your dog's age, your financial budget, as well as your personality. You can get the Dog Cancer Survival Guide wherever books are sold, but if you get it direct from the publisher, you will save 10% when you use the offer code, especially for listeners of this podcast. Just go to dogcancerbook.com, and when you check out, use the promo code PODCAST, and you will save 10%. The website again, dogcancerbook.com, and use the promo code PODCAST to save 10%. I want to let you know about an important newsletter. It's called Dog Cancer News. Now, with a name like that, it is not for everyone. But if your dog has cancer, you will want to subscribe. That's because every issue features articles that will be helpful, such as low-carb dog cancer diet recipes, new clinical trials, financial resources to help pay for cancer care, information on supplements, and lots of other helpful info that your veterinarian may not know or have the time to share with you. Also, when you subscribe to Dog Cancer News, you will get a weekly update on the topics covered on this podcast, along with links and resources. So how much does Dog Cancer News cost? Well, today, you can subscribe for free. It's our gift. For a limited time, you can get a full year's subscription for free. No strings attached. Just go to this website to sign up for the newsletter now, dogcancernews.com. It takes less than 10 seconds to subscribe, and it is totally free. Do it now at dogcancernews.com. Those touch tones remind me to tell you, as promised, about how to get a question to us for these question and answer episodes. It's simple. You can call our listener line. This is a podcast, so it is always great to hear your voice. And that number to do it is 808-868-3200. And you can leave a recording and we will answer your question on a future episode of Dog Cancer Answers. That number again, 808-868-3200. Now, if you like, you can also reach out to us on our website, which is dogcanceranswers.com, or send us a message there. On dogcanceranswers.com, you'll find all of our podcast episodes, plus links to our YouTube channel and easy links to subscribe in Spotify or Google or Apple Podcasts. 
why do I want you to subscribe? Well, first of all, subscribing is free. And because that way, once you subscribe, all the latest episodes will always show up in your feed. Now, I know that not every episode will be directly relevant to you, but if you ever need to listen to one, you'll know where to find it. Everyone here at Dog Podcast Network works hard to bring you high quality shows and we want to serve dogs as best we can. So please tell five friends who have dogs about this show. Now, hopefully those dogs don't have cancer, but frankly, it is the number one killer of dogs. So they may sadly one day have to deal with a cancer diagnosis and knowing that this podcast is available will make everything a little bit easier. Also, please tell your veterinarians about Dog Cancer Answers and possibly their staff. We're always pleased to find out that veterinarians rely on this show for information, and we have a whole bunch of veterinarians around the world who are regular listeners to Dog Cancer Answers, and we thank them for that. So here's to your dog and your dog's health and your dog's quality of life. May it ever increase, and so hopefully may yours. That is our goal from all of us here at Dog Podcast Network. I'm James Jacobson. I want to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha. Thank you for listening to Dog Cancer Answers. If you'd like to connect, please visit our website at dogcanceranswers.com or call our listener line at 808-868-3200. And here's a friendly reminder that you probably already know. This podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to take the place of the advice you receive from your dog's veterinarian. Only veterinarians who examine your dog can give you veterinary advice or diagnose your dog's medical condition. Your reliance on the information you hear on this podcast is solely at your own risk. If your dog has a specific health problem, contact your veterinarian. Also, please keep in mind that veterinary information can change rapidly. Therefore, some information may be out of date. Dog Cancer Answers is a presentation of Maui Media in association with Dog Podcast Network. Is artificial intelligence going to change veterinary medicine? Well, it already has. Right now, on Dog Cancer Answers, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Deal of Morris Animal Foundation about how AI is impacting veterinary research and the practice of medicine itself. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast.